Hey guys, it's Mike with Unique Wealth Education, and hopefully everyone's doing great today. I have an interesting guest on the show here who's been a wholesaler and real estate investor now for three years. So he's a newer investor that I consider like a 30-year investor. He really is that guy that is like a sponge, learns so much. I learn a lot from, I, I, you know, I, I love listening to him to talk and we built a relationship up and I'd like to introduce you to John Morey, John Morey from Alabama. Welcome to the podcast. Hey man. Thanks brother. I'm really excited. I know we've known each other for quite some time and thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, as you're right, I am a sponge. I just like to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the compliment is genuine and it's true. I highly respect you. And I think that our listeners will get a ton of, a, a ton of information from you on how you got started and, you know, some of the tips and, and your story. Your story is really inspirational, what we we're talking about. So uh, currently you're a full-time real estate investor who, yes, um, it, you know, tell us about your business so we could, uh, um, you know, learn a little bit more about you. Well, um, my business actually started out with a fix and flip, and I found out early on that is not for me. You know, it's really a ton of work. And the money that's coming in is slow. You know, uh, I'm not in a market where you can sell a property in one day. So it takes some time. So after a year of doing that, I shifted mine to following what Walter Walford does, which is help the uh, low-income families get into homes. So that's where my forte really is. I'm a buy-and-hold person, but I help other people to get into homes uh, that they cannot do otherwise. You know, So they do have the money, which is surprising, you know, uh, when I got into that sector, people have the money. They just don't like dealing with the regular banks. They'd rather go deal with somebody like me that they can talk to person to person. They love that. They love that connection. So I have relationships with these people and I love it. And you should see the smiles when they hand them the keys. They're like, oh, yes, I have a house. Oh, I love it. That, 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 that's what makes you genuine. And that's, I know meeting you uh, two, three years back, you know, it's that enthusiasm, you know, that passion. Uh, that you have that you you know really is is uh, contagious. So you know that's why I was like, man, I gotta have him on a podcast. So <laughs> tell me, John, I'm nuts. <laughs> no, no, John, tell me, how do you find deals? So you know you're in a, you're in a unique market. You're in Alabama, and um, you know um, you know tell us how do you find deals because every person has their strategies or different ways. And, but I look at you as a guy that you know is, is a networker. You know goes out there and knocks on doors does a ton of things but tell me how do you find deals my, my biggest thing really is driving for dollars and the way i've structured that is uh, a friend of mine called me the creepy red truck so people do wave at me hey john the creepy red truck so they know who i am in my area so what what i do is i will drive around look at these properties that are vacant and all that kind of good stuff and then i will actually create my own database from that so now I'll try to contact those people as quickly as I can. And then, but if they don't respond right away, now I have them in my database, I create labels. Now they're part of my direct mail. So I have that, then the direct mail. And then I also am teaching other wholesalers how to buy right. So they bring deals to me. And then of course I have on my own list that, um, that I bought, you know, like for example, list source and there's others out there. So I bought lists like that too. So I do have other direct mail stuff. I do have Facebook. I do have my my website. And yes, you said the biggest one is networking. I network a lot, so people do send me deals. 
Excellent, excellent. So, you know, when, when you, you mentioned systems, so is there a particular system that you would uh, recommend for people that are in the wholesale business or the, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, buyer um, financing business, um, you know? Well, well uh, the, the biggest thing really is network. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. Then after that, you start doing driving for dollars. You network, then you do driving for dollars, and then now put that into your database to create now your label so that now you have your direct mail um, opportunities right there. So, yeah, you definitely have to have those things like that. What system do you use? Well, I, I just use a, a Word document. That's it, you know, for, for my labeling. That's it. Okay, you know, okay. I know there's a ton of systems out there that are great that a lot of different people use. Podio is one of them, or yeah. uh, a lot of people use, uh, um, you know, different CRMs, um, even Salesforce, yeah. you know, just different ones. But everyone has their own system. But it's great that you have a rhyme and rhythm towards what you do uh, because you're offering a lot of your deals is on seller financing. So you create that. I mentioned buyer financing earlier. I meant seller financing. Yeah. But you have seller financing. So you create this database you mail them, you door knock, uh, do you ever, do you call them? Do you, do you try to get them on a loan? Oh yeah. Uh, if I can, you know, if I find the number, um, there's other systems out there that you could probably try, like a bin verified and all this kind of stuff, you know, um, to like skip tracing yep. and then I can find their numbers. You know, if it's worth my time to do a skip trace, I'll do that. But that's not always the case. I don't skip trace a lot. But when I find a deal that, oh, i got to find this particular property, I will skip trace that. Absolutely. No, that, that's great. So that's great information. So you, you, you locate them, you create this database, and then you go after them with direct mail, calling, whatever it takes to get a hold of them. So, so I, more flyers. Yeah, flyers. So I look at you as you're, 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 you don't use the, um, you know, the, the, the shotgun approach. You use a rifle approach. You're kind of a sniper. You know which yes. ones to go after. Yes, uh, my, my targeting is very, very sharp. So most of my direct mail comes from my driving for dollars. Okay. So I probably have about maybe four or 500 people in that list. That's my target. It's right Excellent. there. And every now and then, I might have five phone calls uh, in a week. I will close about three of those. Oh, John, that's that's yeah. just that's so impressive. You're, 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 because, you know, you're focusing. And I always I said this a couple times before, but it's like, you know, on, on, on different podcasts, but, you know, focus, you know, follow on course until successful. So yeah. you have this niche market that you don't really deviate from because no, you are really successful in it and you continue to go after it. Yeah. I, I like to stay in the secondary and tertiary markets. Why? Because really that's where you're going to find the houses that are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And that's my niche. So I go after those. A lot of people that like to be in the primary market, well, in my area, uh, I, can, I can't find the money that I make in the secondary market. If yeah. I go to the to the primary, so yeah. I'm not there. And my ARV that I target is ninety thousand. See, if you go in the primary market, uh, that's hard to find. So I go to the secondary, and I get this all day long. So I'm I'm happy with that. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, John, you know, one um, I want to jump into a topic here, which is uh, to me pretty inspiring because uh, you know you and I discussed this before, and I think the listeners would love to hear this. Um, you know, you back in 2013, uh, in, in uh, May, May 2013, 2016, 
Um, I want you to take that date and run with it and tell us what happened on that date. Okay. Well, prior to that, I was a six-figure um, senior engineer. So as you can tell, that's, that's you know, some pretty good money, right? Well, on May 13, 2016, which is a Friday, by the way, that morning I was called into the office and they told me, we're walking you out. So pretty much I got fired. You could almost hear Donald Trump like, you're fired, you know? <laughs> so I said, okay, well, here we go. So they walked me out. So of course I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking in my head, well, you know what? This is not good, but good at the same time. I said, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm just going to let this uh, settle in. So they walked me out, you know, but I already had a premonition. So what I did actually prior to that day, you know, so they gave me a letter of reprimand without even talking to me yet. So I said, okay, that, that's fine. You know, there's no warning. They just gave it to me. I said, okay. So I started grabbing all my stuff. So when that day came, I wasn't like 100% surprised. I just said, oh, this is not good. So now I said, okay, walk me out. When I got into the car, I called my wife. And of course, boy, oh, buddy, my wife was mad, just really angry. And yeah. I said, don't worry, honey. Everything's going to be fine. I understand that. Then I called my second lifeline, which is Jim Ingersoll. And you know him. He's a great guy. I love that guy. And he's the one that told me, John, that's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And you know what? He was right. Because that afternoon, I made five offers right away. But So you didn't even, you went from the morning of getting fired to that afternoon hitting the, the 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 pavement and pounding the pavement and going out there and, and getting to work yep, yep. john you I, I john you're, you're a fireball man i'm telling you i mean because <laughs> you know the thing is you look at it some people you know i was going to ask you how did you feel john you didn't even waste any time from you, you said you know what i'm going to take this and i'm going to run with it i'm going to make some things happen and and one of the key things that you mentioned you called someone who is a lifeline a mentor yeah. right a mentor yeah, a lifeline. yeah yep. absolutely and i look at it like that's networking that's building relationships and that's where i feel in any business or in anything you do relationships is key because we can get through things together people could help us advise us we could advise others so that was huge. So you just made a call, and next thing you know, you, you said, hey, I'm going out there, and I'm looking for deals, and I'm going to make this happen. Had you had yeah. training previous to, you know, getting fired? Were you? Were you, were oh, you... Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, early, early on, I was already been dabbling. So it was actually kind of struggle at work to where when I come home, I had to spend time with the family, right? And then about 9 o'clock, so maybe about 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning, I am searching for deals on the MLS and all that kind of good stuff. And then have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go back to work. So I was killing myself and I'm trying to make deals and everything. I already had one or two properties at the time, but it, it was really slow. But you know, but the moment I got fired, boy, it was like, here it comes, bam, bam, bam. It was just like crazy. And uh, it became crazier the moment I met Walter back in, I think two years ago, that's when I followed uh, the way he does things and my, my business just exploded after that, you know, uh, but going back to that, to that time when I got fired, I, I didn't have time to sit around and cry. Uh, I didn't have time for that. I had two kids and my wife, man, uh, I have no time to mope. What's, what's the purpose? Moping doesn't get you anywhere. 
you know, some other people, when they get fired like that, they're going to go ahead and hit the bottle and, and just get drunk for about a month. No, I, I, that's, that's not me. Right. I, I hit it hard running and educating myself. I travel. Uh, yes, even with that, my wife told me, why are you going out and spending money and to go to this seminar, this and that? I go, honey, I need that because I don't know anything. I need to get educated. You had a vision. You really yes. had a vision. At the end of the day, Absolutely. you had a vision that you're gonna you're gonna improve your knowledge. You're gonna be on this track, which is gonna put your negative situation that happened on May 13, 2016, in in the rearview mirror. Mirror. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna oh, go yeah. forward. You know. So so when you create, you know, wow, this is amazing. So you got started. You're really into it. Uh, three years, oh, not even three years yet. You'll yeah. be three years here not in another couple yet. months. So, yeah. so, and I look at you like you've been doing this for so long. You've done so many deals. You know, now, do you sell any of these deals? What you get this homeowner in this home, you get a note going. Do you sell any of these notes for cash flow? Do you sell one, keep two? I mean, what's your what's your rhyme and rhythm? No, How do you do right, it? Right now, I'm just holding it. I'm just holding it. That's why I just keep accumulating. Now, you know, and these are, I use land contracts. So, you know, there should be a timeline. It's not like for 20, 30 years type of thing. I do have a balloon payment. So I What is your balloon to, payment? Five you years? Know, you know, that might be two years, three years, depending on the, the person. Sure. Uh, sometimes they'll suggest it to me. I, I want to buy a buy you out in two years. Sounds good to me. You know, so I they dictate to me what they want to see in the contract. But I don't go more than, I think, six or seven years. So I want to mention something to the listeners that's very important, that when you create land contracts, which is which really you're, you're, you're doing a couple things here. Number one, you're helping the person stay in their home, okay, if they're losing their home, uh, or if they wanted to buy a home and the bank wouldn't finance them. And number two, you're putting yourself in a really good position because, you know, um, you got the deal for a good price. They ha- they put money down. They go in there. They fix up the home. So they're they're really you know putting you in a good position as far as you know risk wise. Um, yes. But Big, yeah, oh, that's hundred percent. One thing I recommend is you know great situation for both parties. The 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 the, the owner at the time because because they own they have their on land contract they own the home and the investor which is John in this situation. I recommend also helping those people, and John does this, and he looks into it, uh, you know, to help build their credit. You know, maybe you refer them to, uh, you know, a company like Lexington Law, which, you know, can help, uh, you know, get their credit score up, uh, build them up. They're going to feel more confident. They're going to be more cautious on making their payments. They're not going to want to, you know, be in another situation where they're, they're in a foreclosure or forfeiture of their land contract. Uh, and also uh, homeownership training courses. There's a lot of nonprofits in every state that have uh, homeownership training courses. And I think that's important because people learn how to pay the bills on time. They learn uh, what it is to be qualified for a bank to you know, give someone a mortgage. So those are some tips that I think seller financers like John, uh, which you know, I think is phenomenal business. I try to do it whenever we come across it. Um, you know, it's very good to help those people and you build that rapport and trust with them and they're going to want to make their payments that much more. Oh yeah. Well they do. And, and the thing is because it's a one-on-one thing, you know, I'm not just a bank per se, 
you know, I'm a real person that they can call at any time. Sure. And I do, and I do educate them on the importance of paying on time and stuff like that. And I do tell them, you know, um, in a roundabout way that if you don't make your payment, unfortunately you could lose this house, Sure. So, but we don't want to go there. Talk to me. I don't want to hand this over to the attorneys and everything, you know, let's just work together. And boy, man, I love when I talk to them that way, their eyes get like, Oh, we're not losing this house. And yeah, I, I, they, they try to find me. Hey, John, where are you? You know, I just got my check. Where are you? They do try to locate me to pay. And boy, I love it. I love it. John, what, what we've done, you know, and, and I, I should probably share this document with you because it's pretty cool. Years ago, I looked into, you know, what happens to a person that gets an eviction, gets a foreclosure, uh, you know, gets a forfeiture, which is similar to foreclosure. It's just for, for, foreclosure happens mainly on uh, mortgages and forfeiture sometimes happens on land contracts. We created this document, my attorney created this document, which is notice of potential consequences of an eviction, which also can be for forfeiture or foreclosure. And what it does yeah. is it goes through and bullet points all the negatives that could happen. But also oh, on, the like flip, on the flip side of things, John, it's all the positives that can happen. You know, you yeah. pay your bills on time, like you that. build your credit up. You know, there's a lot of good things that could happen. So I want to share that document with you. And I think that's something that is good to put in front of people. And, oh, yeah. Um, you I know, like it. When they're signing the document, John, you know, and I'm going to make a note right now, um, you know, I'm going to send you this notice. Um, you know, so you, so you could take a look at, but when they're signing a document, you know, they kind of look at it and they say, okay, Hey, this, this is real. You know, yeah. you know, we, 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 have to pay our bills here and there's some big negatives that can happen. We never want to put someone in a bad situation, but we also no. don't want to allow someone to put us in a bad situation either. Yeah. That's what's very important. That rapport that you're going to have with the end buyer. And it's also very critical that you are very, very transparent with them what could happen you know yeah, uh, i tell them that this is your house i want you to enjoy it i want you to do what you want to do it to make your life comfortable because this is now your house and i do make this statement i do not want this house back i say that to everybody i do not want this house back i said but i will take it back if it goes down this path which i don't want you to sure. go down that path so you know i i do educate them that way and boy they, they love it because you know it's very clear John, that's what I always tell people when, uh, if we're doing a, a, a loan deal, um, you know, because we do a lot of lending, we, I always tell people, I say, hey, listen, we don't want you to fail. We never want anyone to fail. But I do want to put myself in a position that if someone fails because they're not going to cooperate, that we're in a good position. But we do tell them we don't want you to fail. We want you to be successful and we want to keep doing business with you. But we also want to uh, have collateral in case they do. So I, I understand where yeah. you're going with that. Exactly. Um, you know, John, I always I always ask I like to I try to ask people, how are they unique in their field? You know, like I look at you as you're a seller financer. So you locate those homes and you do seller financing. And, and I try to ask them you know, how are you unique? But before I ask you that, I want to tell mm -hmm. you how I look at you as unique. You know, you are okay. really, um, you know, I, I, I truly mean this, John, from, from my heart. You know, you, you're an inspiration because, you know, you're a guy that 
your, your, your positive attitude, your enthusiasm, uh, your ability to pick yourself up within hours of, of being fired from a career, you know, to yeah. me, that's what makes you unique. And I hope that a lot of people listening to this, that whether they're in a great situation or if they're going through a rough time, they could, you know, see that, you know, things could be turned around, you know, you know, yes, th th sometimes things happen for a reason. And that reason sometimes is for a greater good of that person or that family or whatever it may be. And, you know, you are an example of that. So, um, you know, I want to tell you why I look at you as unique. And I know, no pun intended, but, you know, we are, <laughs> the name of our organization is, you know, Unique Wealth Education. And, you know, yeah. I'm trying to bring people on here that are unique, that could help listeners build, uh, diversify, and protect their wealth. And, you know, you're a guy that, to me, I, I look at is in that realm of, you know, building and diversify, well, you know, because you offer... Um, you know, something special, which is seller financing, not, which not everyone does, and, you know, which is very unique. So I want to then ask you, John, what is unique in your eyes about yourself and what you do? In my eyes, I think uh, what makes me unique now is, is because I've included God in my life. Uh, when I, when I yeah. did, I don't, know, I don't know if you knew this, I was big into the salsa world, you know, the dancing world. You know, 17 years of dancing. I'm a promoter. I'm a choreographer. I'm a teacher. I travel. I, I've i seen you dance, John. You're a great dancer. <laughs> I have. Yeah, so, you know, people know me in the salsa world as Salsero Blanco. So, yes, if you Google salsa in Huntsville, I'm the one that is going to come up. So a lot of people know me. They, that's why they still call me the salsa real estate investor. And, and that's cool. <laughs> you know? But see, back then, the reason why I wasn't as successful as I am with my real estate because I didn't have God in my life. This one I have. So because of that, and then also having the abundance mindset, I, I don't believe in, in scarcity at all. Uh, I'm teaching people how, how to do this business. And I don't charge them a thing. I just tell them I want coffee. I'm good with that. You know, because they do ask me, hey, John, how much should we pay you? I go, nothing. I don't care. I'm not a guru. I don't want to be a guru. I just want to be a friend. You know, I want to be, be able to help people. So because of that, these wholesalers, I'm the first one they come to because they, they know I don't charge them anything, but because they know I am going to buy from them. So guess what? They, they come to me first. And it's, it's a good, wonderful relationship. And, yeah, we have coffee. We have lunch together. We hang out, you know. And my wife, Aki, teased me, you guys are eating again? Well, what my <laughs> wife doesn't know, we're Aki talking business while we're eating. So, so, so I, think, I think that's what's unique about me is I'm open to people. I don't want to be as, uh, branded as a guru because there's a bad, bad connotation with that. And there are people out there that do take advantage of people. And I don't, I don't want to be part of that at all. Uh, well, I want well, John, to I look at you as paying it forward. You know, like, yes, you know, I, yes. I think that you really appreciate, you know, your situation on, you know, how you built yourself up. And you're in a better situation now than you were three and four or five years ago. So yeah. I look at you as you're the type of guy that appreciates things, pays it forward. And, and for me, the way I look at it is you got to have your priorities straight, right? So, yes. you know, I always look at it like you have faith, family, um, you have uh, uh, health, relationship with friends, health, health yeah. community, and wealth. So, you know, that's the way I put it. Like, so my, my focus on what I do and, and you know, uh, my core values in my life is faith, family, health, community, and wealth. And if, you know, so I go about my life 
living that way. And I look at it like you do too. You know, you put faith first and then, and then you also pay it forward. So what's going to happen with you, John? You're going to build a network. You're going to build a lot of relationships, a lot of bridges with people. And you're going to, you know, uh, then what's going to happen from that? You know, you're helping a lot of people out. You're going to come across a lot of deals. Then what's going to happen from that? You're going to help a lot of people and you're going to make a lot of money. So it, it's really, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all... Uh, how, how do I put it? It's all it's connected. It's a snowball effect. It's yeah, a crazy it, snowball exactly. Effect. It's it's all connected. It's a snowball effect. Yes. It, it it all touches you know each other. So that, that yes. that's huge. That's huge, and I and I highly respect that of you as a person. Um, John, you, how would you advise listeners on this podcast, whether them be a new investor or a newbie, someone aspiring? Um, someone that's a current investor to improve their situation, climb up that ladder, become a better investor. How, what would what would your you know piece of advice to be be to them? Yeah, the biggest thing really is look at yourself and find that desire to keep moving forward. Because a lot of people they, they give up so soon once obstacles are there obstacles are going to be there all the time you know whether it's a small obstacle or a big obstacle it's there so have that strong desire to keep moving forward you know i put that on my facebook page all the time keep moving forward keep moving forward it doesn't matter how you do it you have to jump over something go around it go underneath it you have to push it to the side it doesn't matter have that strong desire now this is more so really for the folks that are already doing it Sometimes they quit too soon. Don't. No, don't do that. Keep going because you might be at the edge already, but you just didn't make that one more step because you quit too soon. Don't do it. Keep moving forward. Now, for the new people, once you get into this business, always be focused. Say, I am going to go here and I'm going to keep going there. Then develop your plan. Write it down somewhere. Say, I want to have three wholesales a month. I want to have 10 wholesales a month. It doesn't matter what it is. Write it down, then go for it. And you just have to have that desire. Keep moving forward. So if I had to summarize what you said there, which is huge, those are really some really good nuggets. You know, it's creating goals for yourself and evaluating them on a regular basis. That's what I would say. That's pretty and, much um, it, yeah, and then keep going. Keep absolutely. Going. So you're creating, creating goals for yourself, evaluating, the, evaluating them on a regular basis, networking with a lot of people, um, yeah. you know, training them, helping them, paying it forward. And also one thing you said earlier on in the conversation was a mentor. I think it's very important to have mentors that are truly genuine and that are going to help you out because ultimately they're going to be a, a person you could ask a question to uh, and that is going to genuinely answer you the right way. And yes. um, we all need that in our lives. I don't care what level of real estate investing you're on. If someone's doing, you know, 500 deals a year, if someone's doing 20 or 30 deals a year or any business that you're in, you know, if you're a restaurateur, it's nice to be able to call another person yes. that's in the business and ask them, you know, be able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, collaborate with them and come up with, you know, uh, come up with solutions to issues that you're, you're having or run ideas by them. So that's, that's very important. I appreciate you sharing that with, 
with the audience. So, you know, John, I, I do really appreciate your time, and I want to hopefully have you back on in six months, a year. Let us know what's going on with uh, oh, yeah. uh, with I, you I don't and mind your business, to see you, brother. If you want me there, you know, hey, uh, I don't mind. I would love to have you. I would love to have you at one of our meetup groups. You know, we have uh, we, we we have some special meetup groups where we bring in people, and uh, sometimes they're from several different states, local. Uh, I'd love to even have you. Uh, um, you know. Teach some people what you do, I think, because I think what you do oh, is very special. So it's a niche. You know, I don't mind. Yeah, let me tell you why I don't mind teaching people, and no big deal. See, knowledge is really worth zero if you don't use it. So you have you have to attach True. action to that. So to just have a visual, if you have a hammer, that's the knowledge. It is sitting on a desk. That hammer is worthless. It doesn't do any good, right? So, but if you pick up that hammer and start nailing, ah. Now you have action. Now, now that hammer is useful, you see? So that's just a simplistic way of explaining it because a lot of people think knowledge is power. No, it's not. It's just sitting there. It's like in a bucket. It doesn't do anything. But the moment you use that knowledge for, with action, then it becomes very powerful. I agree. I agree. Well, well put. Well put. That's a great uh, statement. John, thank you very much for your time. You've been you know, uh, wealth of knowledge. Uh, you've been inspirational also with your story and how you picked yourself up. And, um, you know, I wish you the best. Uh, we'll be in touch, my friend, and uh, hopefully we'll of be course. talking to you soon. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a great day.